Welcome to The Do Zone, where real entrepreneurs share real strategies about getting things done. I'm your host, Josh Thomas. Tag me at JT Literally and show me what you do in The Do Zone. Every week, I'll pick the best post to feature across all my social networks. This podcast is brought to you by Factor One. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur and you're looking to hit seven this year, there are three key shifts you need to make right now in order for it to be possible. Go to IamFactor1.com now, and I'll show you exactly what those three key shifts are and how you can get them set up for your business in less than six minutes. Once again, that's IamFactor1.com. Today's guest is Elena Murdoch. She is the Chief Executive Officer of Ascend PR and Family Office Advisory. She's the executive producer and columnist at Grit Daily and a board member times three. Elena, welcome to the Do Zone. Tell us something you believe is the key to getting stuff done that most people wouldn't think of. Thank you, Josh, and thank you for having me as a guest on your show. Um, for me, honestly, it's going to the spa at least three times a week to make sure I'm fully rested before getting a full eight to nine hours of sleep. Most nights, although some nights I do hit those two-hour sleep cycles um, due to the work that I have, but spa, going to the spa is definitely something that all entrepreneurs should really take advantage of. Going to the spa three times a week? Yes, most, most awesome. of the time. That's amazing. I don't know that I've been to the spa three times ever. Well, that is something you should change. I should change that, right? Like, What, what are some of the benefits that you get from, from that? I mean, that's probably the highest level of self-care that I've heard of in a while. So so tell me, what are some of those benefits that you extract from that? Well, I sleep better and I'm able to turn off my phone completely. The only two places I can really turn off my phone and be away from the world and my clients and family is the spa and church. Um, but the spa specifically, everybody kind of has an understanding, I think even above the gym. Um, I do actually go to SoulCycle quite a few times a week, but the spa specifically, you're relaxing in a way that you're like turning off any kind of control in a way that you really can't in other aspects of your life. Um, and so I use different, like when I get a massage, that's more about, you know, relieving the stress that I get through working out um, and work stress. But when I get a facial or use the sauna or just at the spa in general, um, I'm really letting my processes go and kind of recalibrating and resetting a lot of that. Um, and I go to the spa a lot too. I have a full spinal fusion. So I have a little bit more, I carry a lot of stress in my back. So I have a little bit more of a need to go to the spa. Um, but I don't go to a med spa. I do actually go to like the spa spa. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. And, and so now that you have all of this clarity, uh, I know that, uh, as entrepreneurs, uh, we live pretty stressful lives and kind of that, that relaxation is essential one of the things that you do is you like structuring boards of advisors and those are typically uh, can be very stressful because the decisions that you make can significantly impact other businesses. Could So could you talk a little bit about what are some of the things that you have learned in participating in so many different boards and helping structure them? Sure. So I do two different types of boards. I do advisory boards and fiduciary boards. I would say my favorite is probably fiduciary boards because of the seriousness and the um, fiduciary responsibility to the shareholders and, and other members, especially when I work with family offices, is much higher. And so I think every, when there's higher stakes involved, I think everybody takes it a little more seriously. 
Um, and I would say that um, probably my favorite aspect of it um, is making sure everybody's aligned in terms of what's not just going to happen in the immediate aspect of it, but a board member needs to keep in mind what's going to be happening, you know, 50 years down the, low, the, down the line, 100 years down the line, especially in family offices and major corporations. Uh, you're not just making a decision for the next five or 10 years. It really takes like a very big picture thinker to really think like what's going to be best for the organization in the next couple of centuries, if that's even you know possible to think about. Next couple of centuries, you know, a, a lot of people who listen to this show are trying to make payroll next month. Uh, you know, a lot of people who are listening to this show are trying to figure out how they can uh, how they can crack eight figures in the next five years. And you're talking about a couple of centuries. And so what would you say would be the shift that a an entrepreneur who's maybe a steady seven figures? What shift do you feel like is essential for them to make to get to that level to where they're talking about how their business is going to impact lives in 200 years? Sure. So I think a strong mission statement is important, but not something that is trendy or clickbaity, which can be, I think, when people work with a lot of PR agencies. And this is, you know, again, thinking from the board perspective and that setting up your company for the next 100 or 200 years. Um, if you think about like what is something that's like long term, if you look at like Xerox, for example, which was very much a popular co company, you know, a couple of 30 years ago. But now where do you really hear about Xerox? So like think about the brands and the companies that are, you know, that have withstood time, like test of times. Like today, for example, yellow truck, yellow trucking, which was around for 99 years, just kind of collapsed. They took on way too much debt. Um, not fully, haven't fully read up on the story, but they took on a lot of debt and they took kind of like that shorter term approach. Um, 99 years is certainly a long time. Uh, for most of us, probably not going to be a long, around that long. But from a company perspective, just kind of that timeless uh, appeal of like taking care of your employees is really key. I would say what's made a really big difference in my business is keeping my employees really happy. Even like we take a lot of press trips, for example, um, and we haven't cut back, even though sometimes we've been hurting here and there, we haven't cut back in how we take care of our employees. And that has really withstood the test of time and who stays with us and who leaves. We really haven't had a lot of people leave us. So like, for example, um, we take our employees and they stay in five-star hotels. And even when we weren't doing so well, we prioritize their safety and well-being and rest so that they could perform at their highest levels. Um, and I've seen companies and private equity funds and family offices that really do well and have billions of assets under management. They really started out as taking care of their employees first and foremost. And that switch of like everything relies on me and like I'm I should be taken care of first really a switch to, you know, how can I take care of my employees? How are their families taken care of? And the I mindset to more of like the we and then the world. It's very much the like Stanford University graduate school business motto is um, change lives, change organizations, change the world. The best way to change an organization is to take care of the people. And that's like the life that you change. And then, you know, if you change one person's life, you can change the world. Uh, but just kind of incrementally taking it away from you, like definitely making profit as a CEO is obviously forefront of mind. But if, in my opinion, if you are structuring your board and structuring your company and you're not taking care of your employees and you're taking care of just like profit at any cost, you're not going to be around for that long. 
you know, I was reading about this recently uh, and there was, uh, uh, was a news article that came out that said probably the, the majority of uh, corporations that have failed in the last 50 years can, can be attributed almost solely to corporate greed uh, and, and nothing else. There was no other reason that they failed other than they just went and sucked up all of the money that they could and gave them to the bosses and and just let it crash beneath them. Now, I don't know what truth there is to it, but it de definitely echoes what you just shared with me. Yeah, and I would say that I very much agree with that. And also in terms of the way you think about capitalism, we don't need to get into a huge philosophical discussion here, but uh, imperialistic capitalism versus entrepreneurialistic entrepreneurialistic capitalism, um, the former being, you know, profit for profit's sake, at no matter the cost, an entrepreneurialistic capitalism taking care of uh, not just yourself and your company, but the companies around you in a way that you can still bring in profit. And like the world is so big, like, I think there's a huge scarcity mindset that I think I've seen it. Um, and even like some of the biggest corporations and, you know, to the smallest companies, um, once you think about like, oh, there's not enough for everybody, and I'm going to run out of money and you get that scarcity and you get people running scared. That's where a lot of the problems can start coming in. Makes a lot of sense. And so talk to us a little bit about uh, what it is specifically that you do and, and who would be an ideal client for you. Sure. So I run a boutique uh, public relations and family office advisory firm. Uh, we primarily work with angel investors, venture capitalists, private equity funds and family offices. Um, I have worked with over 75 startups, mostly through working in Silicon Valley. I grew up in Silicon Valley, specifically in the Stanford Business School, what I like to call incubator from ages like zero to seven. Um, and I've transitioned from working with venture capital and startups into working with more private equity family offices and their portfolio companies. Um, but we focus on digital and earned media so we can get our we get our clients regularly into like South by Southwest, uh, Bloomberg Sustainable Business Summit, um, the a couple of like very top tier like COP28 that's happening in Dubai. Uh, we, we really focus on like top tier earned media through either podcasts or digital op-eds. Um, almost all of my employees have written for a um, an outlet. So like we have people who have written for USA Today, uh, Bloomberg, Wall Street Journal, New York Times. And so we bring former journalists and former TV producers in. We use their Rolodexes um, and we get very high quality results because of that. Um, and then I advise family offices and have built a couple of boards for family offices. And then also for companies like in, right now, I just joined the board of a company called Pure Turgent, and I'm structuring an all-female fiduciary board for a female-founded company, which is the first of its kind in the United States. Um, but I just have a really great network for like this board. Uh, we're hoping that the former chief counsel of Nestle comes in, the former uh, Voss Water Foundation member, uh, former Johnson Johnson Unilever. So I have really great contacts that I've worked with and just know through my work in ESG and sustainability, and then just my reputation of getting very, very good results in PR. Um, but I'm very passionate about building boards because the changing lives definitely starts. I think the most impact that you can have is at a board level. Because if you think about it, any kind of consultant or strategist that if like a bigger company has to hire or a company looking to go public, all that has to go through the board. So if you're looking to make a huge difference, like having a board is definitely very helpful. They bring in that long-term strategy that if you really want to have a company that lasts for you know hundreds of years, 
having a really good fiduciary board where you're paying the board members to do really long-term strategy work is invaluable. Awesome. I love that. And and so for your for your PR firm and advisory, where where can people go to learn more about that? Sure. Um LinkedIn is really great. Um and also as we have a landing page. Um it's a ascend-pr.co, not .com, .co. Um, but LinkedIn is probably the best place to find me. And also I write at Grit Daily on investor and venture capital cycles. Excellent. Helena Murdoch, thank you so much for coming on here and sharing a little bit of wisdom about how you get stuff done. And I appreciate specifically the the, the unique perspective. You know, a lot of people come in here and they say, well, look, hey, you got to focus on the result. Uh, you know, you got to take some action. You got to make a list of all the things you got to do today. And you're like, you know what? You got to go to the spa. <laughs> and and that's probably the first time I've ever heard anything like that. But it makes sense because if you are not taking care of yourself, who's taking care of you? And yeah. you're saying, hey, if I'm going to be fresh, if I'm going to be ready the same way, by the way, you made the same point twice, because how do you build a healthy company? You take care of the employees. You make sure that they're fresh. You make sure that they feel cared for and a little pampered, maybe. And so it's like, hey, I'm going to model the behavior that that I want for myself. And I'm also going to treat my employees like that. And that makes a lot of sense. Yep, totally agree. And Pebble Beach also, if you're a guy, you know, I have actually my Pebble Beach jacket on, but Pebble Beach is a great place to go. Great spa, great golf. Um, golf is definitely also, plus the massage aspect, great place to go. Very good. Well, hey, we're going to wrap up from here. Thanks so much to our guest, Elena Murdoch, for joining us and sharing that wisdom on how she gets done. Make sure you go to the spa at Pebble Beach. For those of you who are interested in learning more about Elena's PR firm or business uh, business board advisory, you can go to ascend-pr.co. If you listen to us on your morning commute or workout or somewhere in the field, be sure to snap a selfie and tag me at JT Literally. Tell me what you do in the do zone. Also, if you're ready to break the seven-figure barrier with your business, but you know what got you here, ain't going to get you there, we can help. Go to imfactor1.com now, and let's see how much impact we can make in less than six minutes. Know this, you are factor one for your own success. Now, let's get to work. If you're a small business doing at least six figures, and you're trying to level up, but you keep getting smacked down, pay attention. There are outside forces at play that you're almost certainly not aware of. No, I'm not talking about the president, the economy, the Federal Reserve, or inflation. I'm also not talking about your industry, your competition, or current market conditions. I'm talking about you. There are invisible forces that are keeping you from breaking through to the next barrier in your business. That's why you keep repeating the same cycle year after year. You think next time will be different, but what you don't realize is that you're running through a huge maze and your opponent has every turn memorized because your opponent built the maze. Until you get your hands on a map and come up with a plan of attack and execute it, you're just going to keep running circles over and over and you'll lose every time. You'll never find the exit without a plan. The good news is your opponent is predictable. Your opponent follows the rules. You can beat your opponent because you don't have to follow the rules. You see, you have free will. Your opponent is restricted to the rules of the game, but you can make your own rules. You just got to have a plan. And in order to get a plan, you first have to take responsibility for putting yourself in that maze without a map to begin with, because you are factor one for your own success. Your opponent 
is your comfort zone. If you're ready to stop running circles in the same circuit year after year and finally break free from the maze, join Factor One. We are a unique development program for six-figure entrepreneurs. We'll airdrop into your exact location of the maze with a paper and pen, and we'll help you draw a clean map to the exit using our bird's eye view. We'll also arm you with the tools you need to defend yourself properly, and we'll walk with you shoulder to shoulder to make sure you get out safely this time. We don't leave anybody behind that doesn't want to be left there. Join us. Go to imfactor1.com right now, and let's talk about getting you out of that maze once and for all.